Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, everyone. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. It is so lovely to be back again after having the whole summer off, and I have, I hope you all listen to um, my interview with Tyler Foley. If you are interested in being a better public speaker, telling a good story, please check out that hour-long interview. He was so entertaining, and he is such a gentleman with a great sense of humor, and I highly recommend him. All the links are everywhere for how to get in touch with him. And next week, I have a wonderful guest, a friend of mine, Sonia, on the show. She is an advocate for women's fitness and better health, and I'm really looking forward to sharing her message with you as well. Now, today, though, I want to talk about sovereignty, and this might create a bit of division between uh, some of my listeners, but I hope you will stick with us. Sovereignty is the supreme authority within a territory. Sovereignty entails hierarchy within the state, as well as external autonomy for states. In any state, sovereignty is assigned to the person, body, or institution that has the ultimate authority over other people in order to establish a law or change an existing law. That is Wikipedia's definition of sovereignty. And when we talk about what's going on in the world right now today with this COVID crisis and such, sovereignty comes up a lot because there's a lot of us that believe that sovereignty over our own body is absolutely our right and that having that interrupted is just not acceptable. We believe that when we lose the right over our own bodies, that this is our right, uh, then that's where tyranny steps in. And I know that not every country on this planet right now, we're a very divided human race with a lot of issues still, have democracy and sovereignty. I do understand that. And sometimes those things can be exclusive, just so you know. They do not always have to exist together. But I believe in the sovereignty of, of my own body. I also very strongly believe in my right to choose. And I've had to put that into practice as a born-again Christian. I've had to accept over the past 40 years that a woman's right to her own body through abortion and that sort of thing is acceptable. You know, I grew up with a lot of people that were Jehovah Witnesses and they would let their children die versus get a blood transfusion. And some of us find that just so archaic and um, superstitious I understand that, but there's a lot of people that have a strong biblical belief about that. It states it in the Bible. I do not know why. I have no problem giving blood or receiving blood. Not one of my issues, but it's no different than any religion or the Orthodox Jews that live very, I mean, they have the same Bible I do, but they live a very different life. They live in the Old Testament, not the New Testament like I do. There is a lot of things that go into having sovereignty and understanding it, and I'm a big advocate of it. And I believe that as soon as you start introducing things like passports for your health that allow you to go into grocery stores or slapping yellow stars on people's arms so the Jewish people are uh, excommunicated from society and then eventually exterminated is wrong. I just simply believe it's wrong. 
So if you do as well, let me reach you what I posted on Facebook today. Now I mentioned in my last podcast two weeks ago that I was going to be closing my Facebook account and I am uh, for the time being. What I'm going to do first though, I checked in with my higher self, is out of the thousand or whatever friends I've got on there, I'm going to take it down to just the people that are close to me so that if I do have to open it up in the future, it is how I manage the Instagram page Living Well with Shell because all the artwork and everything I do is posted through their publishing tools. I'm not quite sure what to do with all that yet, but I am that person that believes in solutions. So we'll see how it goes. So this is what I heard talk, uh, listening to Lori Ladd this morning, that beliefs are just thoughts. And she did a quick, if you don't follow Lori on Instagram and you are very much one of those people that is looking to awaken, you're looking for sort of answers. And by the way, when I say answers, they're inside of you. They're not external to you necessarily. If you're doing internal work, shadow work on yourself, she is a wonderful inspiration to follow on Instagram. Okay, and she today just gave us a quick word of encouragement about beliefs or just thoughts. Ask yourself, are they serving you? And if they aren't serving you, why are you choosing it to be a truth? Now, it took me a long time to come to terms with what I believe, and I believe me, guys, I am still not there. It is an ongoing process in my life of investigation, asking questions, critical thinking, spirituality, meditation, looking for both sides of the argument. We've been taught for years there's always two sides to the story, and yet right now in the world, only one side of the story the narrative that is being put out by pharma and corrupt governments is the only thing you're hearing. And anyone that listens to anything else is a conspiracy theorist. Wow, that came on fast. I'm not exactly sure how doctors that are willing to risk their license and their careers in order to save us uh, from this tyranny are all of a sudden discredited, but the ones that are being paid to tell exactly what the governments and the big pharma want them to say our law. You need both sides of those stories and then you need to sit back with that information and say, so what if that is truth for me? I have no problem if you choose differently than I do. What I have a problem with is you not listening to both sides of the story. That is not an awakened person. That is self-righteousness, that is selfishness, and that is just your need to be right and to belong. And I'm not saying that even that, that none of that makes you a bad person. It just means you probably haven't grown enough yet. Because if you're not afraid to hear the truth, you are open. If you are afraid to hear another belief or opinion, you are closed. And closed mindedness will not help the mess that we are in in this world right now. And I am not just talking about COVID. I'm talking about the way we're destroying our oceans, the fact that we are subjugating still in African countries and down in South America, the fact that we're allowing governments to control our every movement, the fact that we are getting brainwashed and we're being drugged instead of learning how to stay healthy and, um, understand where our food comes from, start uh, having better practices. We are a long way from that, folks. It doesn't change overnight. I understand that. But a closed mind will never, ever create a new idea. So one of the shows I'm watching on TV right now is Da Vinci's Demons. 
Uh, it's on a channel card called Stars. I believe my husband and I watched the first season on either just Prime or Netflix because they always give you the first season as a, as a teaser and then you have to buy another subscription to watch the rest. That, that kind of seems logical to me if memory serves me right. But we kind of fell off after the first season and haven't watched it as a couple again. Well, the last few nights I've been really feeling like I just wanted to get into something juicy again. So I started watching season two without my husband. That's the, unfortunately, he's, he's going to have to watch it on his own. And, you know, that man's mind was fascinating. You know, what he came up with before his time, science hadn't kept up with him. He had such a gift with his art. Really extraordinary. Now, I'm not saying this show is depicting anything that's super truthful. But the bottom line is we know enough about Leonardo da Vinci in history that they made this show and they work in a lot of his creations into it. And that part's quite interesting and, and fairly truthful. You know, what went on um, in the wars and the subterfuge and the power struggles? I don't know. I mean, that's just all, history is written by the victors. But we do know that the Catholic Church, you know, tried to control the world and, and, uh, and squash any other religions. Everyone, they created a huge bias and prejudice against anybody else of color, other religions. They were heathens. That's not okay. That's not even biblical. In fact, it really stuns me sometimes when I look at the Bible and then I look at organizations over the past couple thousand years and how they justify what they're doing based on the Bible. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, white supremacists, South Africa. So there's just so much mess around the world and in history when Christ wasn't even white, folks. Okay? <laughs> he was a man of color from the Middle East. Like, history wasn't even taking part in the white man's world at that time. So I really, really struggle with the, the evil that comes out of selective interpretation, I like to call it, uh, when you take something out of context or you see something and you want to twist it to your, to your belief structure. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I get, I get uh, accused of that. But my attitude is simply this. If it doesn't hurt another human being, and I still believe all things are equal and I'm trying to protect the earth and the creatures on it, then I will hold faith, uh, strong faith to my belief until I'm given facts that will disprove that. But that's not the case with a lot of fanatics. They have no problem enslaving colored or killing infidels or, or considering someone less than them. That is not biblical. And that is not a sort of a 5D higher self-knowing. So if beliefs are just thoughts, ask yourself, I'm going to repeat this, are they serving you? And if they aren't serving you, why are you choosing it to be a truth? Now, my girlfriend had a really good rant at us this morning. She just needed to get some things off her chest. I took her rant and created this post. It is with a heavy heart, but I'm going to listen to my higher self, and I'm going to close my Facebook page down, at least for a while. However, before I do, I'm going to unfriend most of the acquaintances and set things to private. Uh, I'm going to do that so that if I need to open it again, when, when the energies around the world are a little nicer and I want to be back on that, I can do it without a whole lot of people that I really don't know that well. It's really hard when you're in business for yourself and you're promoting and you're sharing. You tend to let a lot of people into your private life. I enjoy Facebook when it's about my family, people that think like I do, um, doesn't make us right. It's just, we're, excuse me, 
I should have ran around the block first before doing this podcast. It's simply human nature. The reason some people are hanging on to their hatred and their belief structure so harshly is because they need to feel like they are part of something. Well, we're all the same. I want my family and friends that think like I do part of my energy. There is an energy out there right now that I simply do not want affecting me every single day. The month I had my Facebook closed down was probably one of the most peaceful months in the last number of years. It is hard to listen to people talk about lack of personal and sovereign freedom like it's no big thing. Well, it was a really big thing for all my friends that have come from communist countries when I was a kid that fled here to ensure a better life. It's a really big thing for all the veterans that have fought and died in wars to ensure we have those freedoms in the first place and why we celebrate November 11th every year. We have stopped keeping history alive in our homes, in our schools, and in our children's minds. I grew up at the knee of my grandfather talking about his brother fighting in the war and his um, father and grandfather before him. We were taught it in school. Now, don't get me wrong. Every country teaches, you know, their victory with a certain slant. But there are certain things that are sort of undeniable about war and when atrocities are committed and Marxism and fascism and uh, commun- um, communism takes over people's lives. When warlords are running around executing and exterminating people they don't want, you might have a slant on it in your country, but it doesn't really change the facts of, of how dark history is on this planet at times. There aren't a lot of big picture people in the world. I've always understood that, but so many people are just locked up in their fears and their need to belong and be right that they aren't paying attention. That's truly how I feel. I watched the mainstream news two weeks ago for the first time in a couple of years. I was stunned by the lies, the manipulation, and the one-sided view of everything. Honestly, there there wasn't a single bit of investigative journalism going on here. Now, don't get me wrong, I do listen to the news, but I go to outside news sources. And when in my own country, some of those news sources are being harassed, arrested, forbidden from taking place in um, their part in our elections, It's because our government's trying to hide something. They pay, the Liberal government pays the CBC $650 million, I believe, last year to say what they want to have on the air. That is censorship, and I am not okay with it. I'm not okay with a lot of things that go on in my country, but that one's a pretty big one. The perceived notion in this day and age right now that this passport, now I know I have a lot of listeners from around the world. So Canada is looking to instigate vaccine passports that if you haven't had this experimental jab and you don't take part in the biggest human experiment trial in history, you may not go out and live like the rest of the people. Right now it's just restaurants and concerts and things that movie theaters, things I really don't care about that much. But in January, it's going to become nationwide if our current government stays in power And that will probably mean I will not be able to go into a grocery store or a doctor's office. My doctor has already told my husband through a phone conversation that he may not come in until he's received both shots. Uh, Excuse me, you took an oath. You chose to be a healthcare professional. So I, I have a bit of a tough time for that. So the perceived notion that this passport will save us from this new disease, a disease we know very little about, or if it is known, it's really not being shared on mainstream TV and to the public, is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. 
carrying around a communist piece of paper that allows you to go into a grocery store because you put something in your body you some of us are not even sure we wanted but we did it just to comply that is not sovereignty and is sure as heck not democracy okay so you really got to think about that I'm going to go back to a, something I've, I've mentioned in my podcast many times about a movie I saw years ago called The American President. It was a love story with um, Michael Douglas, I think, was a single man. Uh, His wife died and was president of the United States, and he falls in love. And one of the things that happened in the movie is she gets caught from her college days in a protest in the 60s, burning the American flag. And, of course, the media picks it up. They slant it. They make it ugly and are trying to persecute her and he stood up and said do you know what actual freedom is it's me standing on a box screaming my opinion to the world while allowing the guy next to me stand on his box and yelling exactly the opposite because he says I don't hold up the opinion I hold sovereign the freedom of speech that has stuck with me for 20 some odd years since I watched that movie. And in fact, I found it in my DVD collection that we found after seven years uh, buried out in our garage. I thought, <laughs> I'll tell you a little story. I thought my husband had thrown it away and I basically kept that belief and kind of accused him of it. You just threw them away when we moved because you didn't want them anymore. Anyways, they were mislabeled and they've been in a box in our garage in our new place for seven years. Yes, or a shed actually. He cleaned up the shed moved things around on shelves. This box came down off one shelf into a spot where I look all the time. And uh, then he turned the box around and there it said on the side of it, DVDs. <laughs> I opened it up and couldn't believe it. I took a picture and posted it on Facebook and I had to grovel and apologize big time. But that movie is in my collection. I'm going to watch it again. I love the love story, but I also love some of those salient points. This virus has a 99% chance of survival. The current vaccine is failing. That is actually even on some of the mainstream news. It is failing. And the longer it goes, the quicker it's failing. So another, the more it's failing, sorry. So it seems to be right now that it has a six-month window. They're giving it to people that have already had COVID, which is unheard of in medical history, by the way. Once you've had a disease, you build a natural immunity to it, usually. It's also not a vaccine. You've heard me say this before because... There is no live virus in it. And technically that what used to be the definition, I'm sure that's being changed on so many websites as well. That was the definition of a vaccine. So if these things are all being sort of suppressed, this information, and they're happening regardless, why are we letting this disease be the thing that we are willing to put our freedom down over? Because we are. I have people I've known my whole life that are like, just get over it. Who cares if you have to carry a, an identification card to go to a restaurant? It's no big deal. Oh, that's great. But our government is saying second shot or booster. And the second you don't keep up with all of that, you're going to be counted as a non-immunized person again. So they're going to be in the same boat I am in right now, a year from now, if they wake up and realize, oh, I don't want to take all these boosters. Like if, if it doesn't work, why am I still taking it? Hmm, exactly. But their freedoms will already have been stripped away. So it's never a big deal when you think it's a small sacrifice or a sorry, not a sacrifice, a small right that's taken away. And then it's a bigger thing. 
And it's always comfortable when it's something you don't care about. Like right now, I don't really get up in arms about it because I don't care if I can't go to a movie, a restaurant, or a concert right now. But eventually, they're going to take away my right to, to contribute or um, be part of society by going to a grocery store and things like, or be, even be out of my house. What happens if next you have to wear a sign on your door? And if you, if it's a non-vaccinated house, uh, you can't take, get deliveries. The mailman doesn't come to you. Guys, it's a very, very slippery slope. When cancer or HIV was new and we knew so little about it, did we take away our freedoms? No, they did not. Do we prevent a smoker, someone that does extreme sports, drug users, or obese people from getting medical care when they did it to themselves? No, because we are a free society and offer to help all, no matter what. I really wouldn't want to be a healthcare professional right now, but those people chose that profession and they also took an oath to take care of sick people. So that why is the news then discriminating about the fact that if you haven't got this experimental jab, you're not going to be able to go to the hospital? Really? Or my own doctor told my husband he could, like I said, couldn't, couldn't have an in-office visit without it. My astoundment is, is quite large. We have a huge, we have huge crises that are killing people in our country and around the world. And no focus is being placed on that in the news right now. All the governments and pharma care about right now is ensuring that you are scared of a disease that you will probably very likely recover from and have natural immunity to, and no one seems to care. But I think people do care. I think them telling us that there's more of them than us is a lie. And I think that's why the passports and things are coming into effect because they are tr they're doubling down on taking our rights away because not all of us are buying into it. We have bad water being supplied to indigenous people in my country and it's making them sick and people are dying. Are we outraged about it? Is it all over the news? No. The opiate crisis that is killing millions around the world and opiates that are being prescribed by doctors. Are we up in arms about that? Not really. Child trafficking, drug lords, censorship, farmers being paid in the U.S. to destroy their crops, creating a future food shortage, billionaires buying up farms and not allowing crops to be planted. Guys, you need to kind of wake up to some of this stuff. The, C the Chinese Communist Party is infiltrating our social media with things like TikTok and our governments. We're killing our oceans and not doing things that are sustainable to keep our world in good shape. The real dangers are overwhelming, but maybe that is the point. People can't comprehend the level of evil that exists around the world due to greed and hate, so we focus on something small and controllable. We want to feel righteous and accepted. I know this because I've been there. I loved my bubble when I was younger, that I was right about my Christian walk and everybody else was wrong. Problem was, I moved out of that way of thinking because it eventually wasn't fitting. I didn't feel comfortable in those beliefs. So I went out and f tried to find a way to figure out why I wasn't comfortable in those beliefs. I truly want all people to be safe, free, and sovereign. It is one of my greatest wishes. But everyone has to decide that for themselves. And then take a stand. So for me right now, in my own country, vaccine passports are the hill I will die on. It is the thing that I will do a lot to say no.
no, this can't happen. Did I agree with the mass last year? No. But that was a very divided, controversial uh, thing, and I really struggled with masks on children. But the bottom line was, I obeyed. I couldn't fight it. I didn't wear it where I didn't have to, but I wore it everywhere I did have to. Wasn't a hill I was going to die on. Then the lockdowns. Well, I'm a, I've been a business person for almost 30 years. Follow the money. I went to protest against that because something just wasn't right. Something just smelled fishy. This isn't how you deal with the disease. You go and protect the vulnerable and you educate people on how to keep safe. You don't lock them in their homes, take away their businesses and start paying everyone to stay at home and not work. That's communism. That's the start of it anyways. Communism in theory is a fantastic theory and not in the history of mankind has it ever worked. Why? Because it's no different than a church. A church is a beautiful, gorgeous building free of sin and ugliness until one thing happens. Can you guess what it is? Right, until people walk in the door. I had a great conversation with my cousin the other day when I went to visit my aunt. And I know some of you know that my uncle just passed away up here. And she is just a fantastic little facilitator. And she's very big on speaking your truth. And she ended up marrying a man that wasn't saved. And that's a word that us Christians use that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And we were taught when we were younger not to be unequally yoked. In fact, my parents had an issue with the fact that I married a, a Catholic. Yes, there's that much prejudice going on in, in the religious world. Yes, there is. Her husband is a true atheist and really struggles with organized religion and the things they do. So he thought for some reason that she or in all of us were rather ignorant to the sin and the nastiness that goes on in our own churches. And my cousin's like, no, honey. I'm very clear that in a church full of people, there is probably thieves and child abusers and drug addicts and adulterers and all of that goes on right in these people's lives. But we are there for the faith and the word and to be nourished and to be with other believers. It doesn't mean that the church doesn't have sin in it. It's no different than going to any place that people gather there's a cross-section of it all. And he was so stunned that she was so aware of that. And I was so impressed with her because she's the youngest of my four cousins. So I haven't had a lot to do with her in my life because she's so much younger than the rest of us. And, uh, you know, when her oldest sister, who is a very dear friend of mine, got married, she was only 11. Well, we were already grown adults. So there were years went by of her being older and stuff that I just had no part in until we got to kind of this stage in our life the last five, 10 years. So that was just a fascinating thing to hear her say and it just it lightened my heart because that's exactly it. That's exactly where my belief structure has gone as well. I don't expect perfection. It's not a real thing. It's not in the church. It's not in the secular world. It just is, doesn't exist. You can have a perfect moment. You can ask the powers that be for a day of heaven on earth. But the bottom line is it's a struggle. And we just have to get through it the best we can. If I can ask you one thing is please open your mind to what sovereignty over your own self truly means to you. And then look at the world around you. Look at maybe even in your own community and how your attitude or actions might change after having that reflection. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side.
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>